Hello, family. It's your sister here, Jocelyn, with another episode of Faith on the Journey. And as always, I'm so grateful that you joined us today. And we intend to bless you and sow into your lives through the work that we're doing through our ministry. And if you are new to this space, we are a place that you can go to to help strengthen your faith heal your heart and be an extension pretty much of your family. And you can connect with countless people across this country and learn more about that by visiting our website at faithonthejourney.org. And there, I encourage you to subscribe. Subscribe to our community because we're constantly communicating with you, connecting you with resources that can help to heal you and grow your faith on your journey. And today, I'm extremely excited about the topic that we're discussing because we're talking about the power of our stories. And for those of you who follow me and have read my book, this is something that I talk a lot about, about the fact that our stories, our testimonies of faith and how God has worked in our lives, there's so much power in it, but we have to get beyond the shame because a lot of us have been taught to keep our stories hidden from the world. And today, I hope that by the end of our conversation, we're going to get you beyond that point where you realize that there's so much, so much strength and power in your testimony. And the perfect person to join me for this conversation is a wonderful woman of God named Danielle Evans. And she is a spiritual director. She's a writer. She's done so much work over 15 years in ministry. And she is a blogger. And so I have a special appreciation for fellow bloggers out there who are helping to to help people grow in their walk. And the, the beautiful thing is she also recognizes the power of our stories. And she uses storytelling to help people in their healing process. And we're going to dive more into that later. But uh, before we get into the work that you're doing, Danielle, I am very curious as to how you describe your work. So you said that you help women to tend to their soul and self-care needs. And I, I love that. And so tell us about what inspired you to 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 do this work, first of all, and then what's the, the passion behind your work? What led you to do this? Sure. Yes. Well, I'm very glad to be here. Thank you. Um, and definitely, I appreciate you saying passion because that I feel is what just pushes me forward is just a passion for the idea that our stories can be transformed, our stories in God's presence can be transformed. And so I would say personally, um, walking through stories of pain or stories of harm have been part of my own personal journey. I feel like all of us hold stories of beauty and pain. And so seeing how that has been helpful to me makes me want to be a voice for others and a space for others. And I do that through a variety of ways, like you mentioned, in spiritual direction and um, writing and storytelling. But that is just my passion. I've seen the personal transformation in my life, and I feel like that's available to everyone. Mm, yes. And you described yourself as a survivor. And and I love that word. And it seems like God has brought you through a lot. Can you mm. can you tell us a little bit about your story? Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Yes. And I like the word survivor. You know, that's that's thrown around a lot. But I also like the word thriving or thriving survivor because survivor kind of means, hey, I've made it through my past and I've healed from that and I've, I've made it through. But then thriving means to me, in my present, right now, this story means something and I'm living it out and impacting others in a powerful way and being impacted in a powerful way. 
So for me, again, there's beauty and there's pain in this story. I feel like uh, something that more recently I had dealt with is walking through a really difficult, um, stepping away from an unhealthy relationship in home life for my children and for myself. And so in that process, there was just strong community. There was a strong faith that I you know, participated in and for faith community and also recognizing that um, there was healing in the story of that. So it made me passionate again to just be a space for others, but that our stories are not just once and done, you know, that it wasn't like that wasn't the end of my family's story, that there was a transformation ahead for all of us. Mm, I appreciate that. I, I That's the funny thing. There's so many layers to our stories, right. chapters, if you will, if you were yes. writing a, a book. And when we take a moment, sometimes we don't really think about all the things that we've overcome in our mm-hmm. lives. Mm-hmm. How many of us have survived some incredible odds that could have taken other people out? Some right. people easily would have gave up on life, lost their mind, uh, but we're we're here. Yes. And so a lot of times people don't realize they are survivors. Yes. There's so much strength in them. And, yes. and so I appreciate that in the work. But th- I was reading your uh, website and some of the things that you do, uh, you said that you share, uh, you do some work that helps people to explore and deepen your soul mm-hmm. on your journey with God. Uh, tell us about that and how that relates to spiritual direction. Sure. Yes. Well, I feel like spiritual direction, for those who may not be familiar, is just a sacred space. Like sometimes, you know, you just need space. <laughs> you just need a time and a place to kind of let loose and let it all hang out. And I feel like that's what spiritual direction in its essence can be. It's an opportunity. The way I explain it, it's an opportunity to open up our story in the presence of God. And my work as a spiritual director is kind of to ask you questions to unpack that story and to notice where God is moving, what he's inviting you into, what he has been doing, like what you mentioned, you know, sometimes we don't realize what we've been through, what we've walked through and the journey we've taken. So spiritual direction offers that space. It offers um, sacredness to it, a holiness. It's a holy work of just listening to another person and carrying their, their journey with them. And then it offers opportunity for growth and for healing as well. And that I believe is part of the ultimate goal of spiritual direction. That's good. And it, that space is needed. Sometimes we feel like we're not comfortable talking to our family or friends about some of our deep pain. Yes. And so allowing people that space, I, I know is, is, is something that is therapeutic mm-hmm. and there's growth that takes place in that. Yeah, but I want to talk to the person right now who's listening, who, who feels a lot of shame associated with their story. How do you help someone who's working through shame to to open up? Yes. You know, I feel like that's a fantastic question and it's really good because we do come to places where they, we may feel a roadblock, you know, or some sort of block in wanting to share. I think the first thing I would say is we should know that we are being invited into something, not required, that we should feel like mm-hmm. this is something I want to do. Even if it's scary, even if it's difficult, even if I feel shame around it. Um, if I was working with someone one-on-one, I would work with them, first of all, to just say, there's no pressure here. <laughs> you know, This is not something you must do. There's no requirement or homework going on. So making sure that there's just a safety in understanding this is my choice you know, and empowering them in that choice. And then maybe to begin to explore a little bit before we even get to your story. What what's the story of the shame? What's going on? What's the fear about? You know, asking some questions around 
you know, what the story of that emotion might be telling you. What do you notice about that? Mm. And helping them kind of explore that a little bit. Um, in a writing course that I teach, we also practice writing exercises where we put a little bit of distance between ourselves and our story. And we do that through like writing in the third person or kind of just stepping back a little bit. But sometimes we need to approach our stories from a big picture view before we get to the core of it. And so that's how I kind of approach my work. There's no need to go straight right in and knock someone over if they're not ready for that step. Right. You know. No, that's good. So speak a little bit more to that about the the big picture and the importance of being able to to not just look at maybe one incident that you're aware of, mm-hmm. but how it fits into the large scheme. Yes, yes. I think it's really important to look at our stories holistically. You know, sometimes we can say, okay, this is what happened to me. And that's an event. And it's very key and important part of our story. But our whole big picture story is how are the things that we've experienced impacting us physically, emotionally, spiritually, like in this holistic view. So that's how I approach it. Um, I even work with people and noticing, you know, what's going on in your body as you even speak about this. You know, our bodies tell us a lot. You know, they always tell us, look at people's body language when you're talking to them. That's because we're feeling all of that physically in our bodies. So kind of stepping back and saying, okay, wait a minute, what's the big picture here? Maybe what's the theme or the thread that God has been working out in my life? Um, If looking at a particular event seems too painful or too difficult, we kind of just step back a little bit. That's important. And I appreciate something you said a little earlier. I want to backtrack because you were talking about what is the story that you tell yourself? What is the narrative that you said about what happened in your life? And Mm -hmm. as you've done this work, what are some things that you've discovered about a person's narrative when it comes to some of the things they're struggling with? Yes. And I feel like that's absolutely true for all of us, whether we recognize it or not. There is a narrative or a theme or a thread kind of going through our minds. And it shapes our thoughts about ourselves, our thoughts about the world, even our thoughts about God himself. And so I've noticed some of those same big core things, the story of shame um, that we probably experience somewhere young in our lives and maybe don't even understand or see or know. Um, Maybe that came through a voice of a particular person in our lives or an incident that happened. And again, we may not even consciously remember that story, but it's active and it's present and speaking some kind of narrative to us. The narrative of fear and the narrative of um, feeling like I am not enough or I am not worthy or um, God may not be available to me, fill in the blank because of whatever reason. Those types of threads I hear from the people I work with all of the time. I also hear the ability for us to overcome those things as we face them in safe environments. Mm, how? Let's talk about how. How how do you help people to rework a narrative that they have set to themselves for 10, 20, sometimes their whole life? What does that process look like? Yeah, sure, sure. I feel like that's really important. And again, I start off big picture, really holistically, beginning to tap into helping someone to, first of all, look at all the phases and places of their life, not necessarily all the stories of your life. But again, being in touch with, okay, what's going on in my physical self? And I think sometimes as believers, Christians, we can be a little out of touch with that part of ourselves. You know, I know I grew up kind of that way, just kind of, here's the Bible, here's Jesus, and my body's somewhere way over there, you know, or whatever. So kind of getting in touch in not a, a, a weird kind of way, but just in like, hey, what 
the body is the best keeper of the stories, what's going on here. And then beginning to do different kind of exercises, whether that's self-reflection or kind of writing. Again, I talked about writing in um, distance kind of ways from our story, as far as um, writing in the third person or writing our story as like a, a fiction tale rather than our own personal story. Um, and then if we were working in spiritual direction together, also inviting the presence of God you know, into that and using prayer and different spiritual disciplines is also an aspect of um, unpacking. I like to use that word unpacking because it is just a slow unpacking and a slow process of discovery. So the how might look different for a lot of different people, but I think the process kind of feels similar. It has a similar thread to it. Yeah, I I love the word unpacking because <laughs> we don't realize what is there. I, yes, I, I it's use so the, true. I use the analogy of, say, for instance, you were told that uh, in your backyard, there's this treasure chest that is buried. Mm -hmm. And in this treasure chest, it has the the answers to a lot of unknown questions about why you act the way you mm -hmm. who, the way you do and information about your family. And so you you're focused on getting to that. You want answers yes. as to what's going on. But as you start digging in your backyard, you realize Oh, well, there's layers. There's yes. there's lots of layers. Before yes. I can get to these answers, yeah. I'm discovering that this happened as a result of whatever happened in that chest. This also mm -hmm. happened. And mm -hmm. there's so many things that happen, mm -hmm. you know, as a result of that. And so we can't just get to the chest. We might know that yes. things spun off as a result of, say, for instance, we were abused as children mm -hmm. or it was the divorce. We might know mm -hmm. that that is a, a reason or piece behind it. Right. But that's just one part of this process exactly. of healing. We got to deal with all the other stuff, <laughs> the layers that have built up as a result of the things that are buried in that chest. Yes. And that takes time. It does. <laughs> it yeah. does. And it takes safe environments. You know, I say that, I use that phrase a lot because we have to feel like the person that we're with, the people, the community, whoever it is, is safe. You know, we're not going to open up and go unpack with people who we might feel like, might tell our story to someone else or, you know, share it in a way that we didn't want or move us faster than we want to. So it's, I feel like it's really important to understand, yeah, you need some time for this. This is like work. I feel like it's a work of the Holy Spirit, definitely, but it's work on our part and we need safe environments and safe people to talk to. We do. We absolutely do. And the work, the work, I'm telling you, this <laughs> is the hardest thing. I, and I, 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 agree. I think people miss that aspect of this because you know I, I believe that people genuinely want mm -hmm. to to get this weight off them. Even if, mm -hmm. if even if we've been going through our life wearing a mask and we're used to mm -hmm. pretending like everything's okay, deep down inside, I think at some point we just realize something's not yes. right. And there's yeah. there's more to this. And so we realize, yeah, I, I I want to find healing in this area. I mm -hmm. need to deal with mm -hmm. this. But when we make that decision, that's just the first step. Right. We we have to realize there's also a process mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. we need to go through, and we're always going to be in process too. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing about it. Mm -hmm. Like we're we we never just arrive. Exactly. This point I wish where, we could. <laughs> I know, right? Well, it, well, in the glorified body, yes, but yes. on Earth, we we still going to have our struggles. But I think sometimes people just want to rush this process, yes. and we we can't, and mm -hmm. we we have to allow ourselves the grace. And mm -hmm. I, I remember there was a moment in my life where I, you know, was I I thought I had 
gotten over something that happened to me in my past. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, I'm good. And I was sitting in front of a group of young girls and I was going to tell my, my testimony. And I tell you, when I started talking, I was like, "Uh oh, 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 why are tears like?" What, yeah, I was what, about to say your body started happening? telling a different yeah, story. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm freaking out. I'm like, these girls are gonna see me have a nervous breakdown, and it was it was embarrassing to me at the yeah, time. But yeah. it, it took a minute, and I had to take a, a second and step back and say, "Okay." Okay, Jocelyn, right. you still right. have a little work to do. You you still have quite a bit of work to do in this area, and, yeah. it, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. But I, I realized that the language that I was using to beat myself up about that, I was saying, man, I should be over this by now. Right. And I think a lot of us go through that where we, we've gone through some things that were mm-hmm. traumatic in our past. And we say, that was 10 years ago. That was 20 years ago. Right. Why am I still struggling mm-hmm. with it? I should be over. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I try not to use that word should. One of my um one of one of the young women who I work with in ministry, she said you should stop shooting on yourself. <laughs> That's a like, good one. I'm gonna borrow that yeah, one. <laughs> yeah, and I say, Oh, I be shooting on myself all the time. Yes, I need yes. to stop doing that because the reality is we are in process. Yes. God is still working on Absolutely. us. And it's all it means is there's still some things there that we mm-hmm. need to work through. Mm-hmm. And and so any thoughts on that in terms of helping people to understand this process? Yes, yes. Well, I love what you said about offering ourselves grace because that is key. And I feel like we need to receive that grace from God because he offers it to us. He, There is nothing in scripture, there is nothing in our process where he tells us, Hey, you need to instantaneously get yourself together, you know, and pull yourself together and get your life together. The other um, uh, kind of visual that I like to use with when I'm working with others is imagine yourself, you know, like in a spiral where you feel like you're going round and round. And sometimes exploring your story feels like that. Where it's like, wait a minute, am I circling back around this again? I said, but imagine if you are circling upwards, you know, let me see if I can bring my finger up in here. You're spiraling upwards towards something bigger and better and towards a better story rather than spiraling downwards. So if we stop and again, offer ourselves some distance from our story, we can usually see, well, if I circle back around to this, maybe it's a little less painful or a little less uh, less difficult to share or whatever it may be. So your experience of sitting in front of those girls like, okay, wait a minute, tears are coming, you know, or whatever. And yet you're able to recognize, okay, I can work through this. You know, I have a little bit more work to do. You know, there's a little less shame, a little less fear. We're, we're moving upwards. We're moving upwards. So it's completely okay. If something comes back up to you four or five times, that's probably God's grace to you saying, all right, let's just peel a little bit more back, you know, all of this right here. We don't need to do it all at one time. Let's just take a little layer. Okay, go about your business. All right, let's circle back again but we're moving up. We're moving up. So I like to use the spiral concept of just notice if your story, is it spiraling downwards or are you spiraling upwards? I appreciate that visual. And it's it's true. God knows that we can only handle so much at once. And, And that's the thing about these sensitive subjects. You you literally can't sometimes handle it all. Yes, absolutely. At the same time, it's, it's bits and pieces that you know we we digest, we deal with it, and then we you know take a step back mm-hmm. and then we move forward. But we're moving forward in the right direction, mm-hmm. and we we need to honor that and and understand that 
I'm not the same person that I was right. five years ago. Mm-hmm. So even though it still hurts, I've still made progress. Absolutely. I've still grown and, and celebrating that. Yes. I was going to say that same exact thing. Celebrate the progress that you've made. Yeah. Yeah, we we sometimes don't do that. Especially we forget. <laughs> we forget, especially those of us like myself who struggles with perfectionism <laughs> and all this other stuff. I'd be working to overcome that, but we have such high expectations yeah. for ourselves. Yeah. And it's a pressure, it's it's this persona that we want to to show to the world. And yes. it's really like, no, no, I'm on the struggle bus, just like <laughs> you on the struggle bus. We we struggling together working through yes. this stuff. That's There's right. no need to front about it. That's right. <laughs> Exactly. So celebrate, even if it's a little step. You know, I think programs that are out there, you know, like uh, AA or those kinds of things, not, I've never participated in anything like that, but I've helped people who have been in that type of thing. And they do a lot of that. Like there's so much celebration of like, oh, you stopped, you know, you're no longer smoking seven packs, you're smoking five packs, you know, whatever. And you may think, well, when they stop smoking, we'll celebrate. But it's like, wait a minute, they've made progress, they've made steps. And I feel like we should all find ways, all of us find ways to do that in our stories. That's celebrating the journey. That's instant. I I appreciate that distinction because a lot of times we want to celebrate when we get to this certain place of arrival. We talked about that earlier, but no, it's it's talking about the the journey along Mm -hmm. the way and how you're Mm -hmm. growing and and recognizing that God is also in this process building our character. Yes. And he's forming us. Yeah. Yes. And and that's something that you 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 look at someone who's been through and I'm talking about been through some stuff right. and you realize, yeah. oh, they, they have a, a different perspective on life. Yeah. They have a different relationship yeah. with God because they, they mm-hmm. know where God has brought them from. And it's yeah. an appreciation of that. And so let's honor the, the, um, the depth, the character building mm-hmm. that's taken mm-hmm. place as a result of some of the things that we've overcome mm-hmm. and how God has, is God is able to use that in our stories. Absolutely. Yeah. 100% affirm that. Yeah. Yes. So now let's talk about what you are doing through your coursework. So there's a course you have called the uh, the Write Yourself course. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that and what are some of the main themes that you talk about? Right. Yeah, that is. I wrote that um, last year and ran a summer course. I believe it was right at the end of the summer. And I hope to run it again coming this February and March. It's a five weeks of um, intentional writing exercises and teaching around transformation, story transformation. And so the teaching is really small. It's just a couple of, you know, emails that are sent a couple of days a week, but then with specific writing exercises and then opportunity for the community, just a small group, like eight to 10 women at a time for the community to come together once a week for a conversation to either share or kind of process. We don't necessarily have to share our story, but kind of process around that. And we do some of the same work that I just mentioned, kind of, first of all, What is it that you want to focus on? What do you feel like you're being invited to notice? Because no one's pressuring you here. Are you being invited to kind of look big picture at your story or a particular event, you know, and kind of working through that? And then we begin to step back and say, okay, here we are. And um, how can we look at this big picture holistically? What is my body experiencing? How am I feeling about this? And then begin to unpack slowly through several different kinds of exercises on how to work through our stories. And then doing that in community where we feel like this is safe and we can feel like we are, you know, in a community that's going to support us. 
That's huge. The community mm-hmm. piece right there mm-hmm. makes a difference in in terms of recognizing that you're not by yourself on this walk. There's right. other people who uh, care about you, first of all, and want to see you to, to move forward and mm-hmm. heal while they're also in their process of healing. Mm-hmm. I love that, that you offer that in that that dual work of individual work by yourself, yes. but also connecting people to community. Yeah. I do feel like it's a both and, that you need both pieces at some point. You know, not, not that we always have to be in community or we always need to be doing about ourselves, but at some point you need a both and approach. There's some places where you just want to explore that yourself and yourself and God and just in a private kind of space. And then eventually you might be ready for community. But that over the course of time that we should find ourselves in both places because both places offer us healing. Amen. Amen. So if you could just share with someone who's watching or listening today, just some one or two questions to consider. What are one or two journal prompts mm-hmm. that you might mm-hmm. be able to offer someone to really help them to, to start to formulate that big picture when it comes to their story? Yes, that's really good. So I would probably say, first of all, I would ask them to pause and notice what's the strongest emotion that you feel about your story. When you think of, even if I say the words, hey, would you be willing to share your story or share your testimony? What emotion immediately pops up for you? And to be, because I think that that's a telling thing for us. And it, is it something that, again, do you feel shame? Are you feeling fear? And sometimes like, the fear can be a practical thing. Like, oh, you know, what time, place, you know, what do you want me to share? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like, oh, no way. There's no way I would talk about that or no way I would speak to that. So first of all, what do you feel when you think about your story? What overall or any arching theme do you notice that you just give to your story? And then the other thing would be, and where do you sense that comes from? Where do you sense that comes from? And then I would, you know, we would continue prompting with, okay, let's talk about this, you know, in relationship with God and relationship with others, those kinds of things. But I think I would begin there. What do you feel? What's your overall feeling about your own story? Um, Do you look back on it and think, wow. You know, I'm a survivor. I'm thriving. I made it. Like, wow, that almost did me in. But I, I'm I'm moving forward. Or is it a sense of something else that you don't like about your story? Mm. And then, where does that come from? And what do you want to do about it? Yeah, that's good. And and that's that's going to take some honesty with oneself. Oh yes, it takes that's, quite a bit of vulnerability, even with oneself. Like you said, yes, that's where it begins. Yeah, because even in the process starts. of trying to tell our stories, we can be hiding from our own story. You know, that's where it begins. And and it's so funny. I was just thinking about that. Sometimes we miss that important step. Yes, yes. We don't even want to be honest with ourselves about it. Yeah. And 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 that if you can just be still, and mm-hmm. that's one thing I can say is a blessing, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to COVID and, and the, the the situation we're in where we're forced to just right. be in our homes. And a lot mm-hmm. of us have more time than we ever wanted to have right. in our house. And But being forced to sit down somewhere, exactly. we also have a lot of quiet time to sit with one's thoughts mm-hmm. and say, okay, mm-hmm. what's really going on? Right. How am I feeling? And mm-hmm. Unfortunately, sometimes the things that come up with people, they don't even know how to respond. Right. Some of the, yes. the emotions that have come up, they don't they don't like. Mm-hmm. But it's it's okay. Just acknowledge. Mm-hmm. I, I I love what you do when you say 
talk about your story sometimes in third person because mm-hmm. sometimes when we we have a feeling, we associate it as being automatically negative right. versus just objectively looking at it and mm-hmm. saying, you know, when I see this, I feel sad. I, I feel angry. I feel yes. whatever the word is. And yeah. then explore it instead yes, of judging exactly. the emotions that, that you feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So those are great questions that you came up with. And I, I encourage you all to, to check out her course and her website to see other resources that are available for you to help you to begin to write your story, your narrative, mm-hmm. and, and to begin mm-hmm. to explore these important, these important questions for your life. And what are some other ways in which people can find out more about you, Danielle? Yeah, well, that, that is the, probably the first and best way. Um, I can also receive emails, um, support at danielleevans.org. But I'm also on Facebook and Instagram, um, same thing, my name, and you should be able to find me there. But if you go to my website, you'll, you'll find the connections to all the social media sites there and some more information. Perfect, perfect. Yes, I encourage you to do so. What we're talking about here is extremely important. Yeah. We, we need to make sure that we're, we're no longer holding shame associated with our story mm-hmm. and remembering mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. is a chapter. Anything that we've gone through, there's, there's right. other pieces to this puzzle, this narrative, but we need to make sure that we assign the right meaning to it. Mm-hmm. And, and my last question for you before you go, Danielle, is our show is called Faith on the Journey. And I, I'm curious as to what, when you hear that, what does that mean to you? Yes. Yes. Thank you for that question. Well, you know, a phrase on my website that I have is courageously carrying light. And I feel like the light of the Holy Spirit, the light of God is within us and that God is asking us, inviting us really to bring that into the spaces that we're in, our communities, our families, wherever we are. And I feel like that's that's faith on the journey. That's what it is. It's saying, okay, God, I see you. I see what you're doing. I'm going to participate with you in this. And I'm going to bring this light within me into the world around me. And if that light feels dim or it feels hard, and that's been my story as well, that's not the end of the story. That's just meaning I need some transformation. And you're inviting me into that as well. So I feel like that, those two, we can put those two together. Faith on the journey and courageously carrying light somehow. Those are the themes. Yeah. Love that. Yes. And, And just recognizing that Again, if if we allow ourselves the space to allow God to to work on us and process, mm-hmm. like we don't have to have it all to together. We don't have to mm-hmm. pretend, mm-hmm. you know. But we can still be courageous and bold while yes. we're in process. Absolutely, yes. In fact, we need to be. We need to be, and that may be small little courageous steps. It may be big leaps, but we need that to just keep us um, encouraged on the journey. And I feel like that's exactly what God invites us into. Amen. Well, Danielle, thank you so much for the work that you <laughs> thank do. You. I appreciate you. Again, check her out uh, on her website. I will make sure to have all the information posted in the show notes. Uh, but again, for those of you who are tuning in, we do this for you so that you can grow your faith on the journey. Mm-hmm. And we want to in- extend an invitation to you to be a part of our community, to take advantage of all the resources, the healing groups that we offer, mm-hmm. the other tools and, and courses that we offer just to, to help you to heal so mm-hmm. that you can fully embrace everything that God wants to do in your life. So 
check out our website, faithonthejourney.org. Be a part of the community. And if you haven't already, subscribe. Subscribe on our website to our email list and make sure that you like our podcast and YouTube station. You know, we want to make sure that we get this message out to people because it's important. And so we thank you. We thank you so much for joining us this week. And until next time, I want you to keep your faith on the journey. Be blessed, everyone.